Good day, listeners and viewers. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. We're glad that you decided to join us. My name is Jonathan. Yes. I'm next to my buddy, Stephen Cervantes. How are you doing today? I am blessed. Glad to be here. And you know, you and I have been talking a long time. Yeah, we have. I, I was just thinking about that the other day. We're, you know, we've we've got over 20 years of history. Oh, my goodness. Together. And so uh, that so, means one of us is getting old. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But, you know, the whole idea we talk about men and relationships and growing and emotions, being open and honest, being healthy. Hey, we might be like, you know, a living display of attempts at health. I have to, I have to tell you this. I love... I love not only the amount of history that you and I have together, but just the the seasons of history. Like uh, like just you've you've been in my life, my entire kids' lives. So like I knew you before my oldest daughter was born. Wow! And she's about to turn twenty one. Uh, so it's kind of cool to me that. That, so am I? Are you saying season, I'm like a big kid in your life? And did I get that right? Sometimes? You're like a big brother <laughs> oh, in my life. There and, you go. And so I do think it's. I mean, I think it is important to have people that that you've traveled a long time with. Yes. You know, I think absolutely. I think sometimes, especially in the in the world we're living in today, yes, relationships they just come and go so quickly, and sometimes we don't have a lot of people that we can, other than family, that we can say, hey, we've we've been through a lot together you gotta fight for that i really believe you gotta fight to hold on to some of those old long relationships because people move away and Mm -hmm. they get distracted and it's like who knew me early in the battle of life you know who's been on the journey a long time yeah so i guess you want me to launch or you want to do some details yeah no i think we're we're ready to go i do want to just let the listeners know please um hey wait a second steve's got i thought you turned that off I yeah. I apologize. I, I stopped a minute ago. Keep going. Let's not like, start the Like I mode. said, one of us is getting old. <laughs> what the heck? Let's put this thing on sleep. Okay, sorry. I, I would but tell this you. This is a I, real live. I was going to say, I would tell you that. I will cut that out. But, you know, we never cut anything <laughs> <Why>? else. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Anyway. So- after you have listened to this well-produced program, <laughs> please rate and review the, hey, the podcast. Hey, give us five stars. We made you laugh. You know, yeah. we're worth something. You know, that's right. All right, but we're going to talk oh. about fear, right? Yep, we are. I'm afraid right now. To I'm get afraid started. of <laughs> phones going off in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> oh, that's good. So I launch now. Are you good you for go me for to go? It, yeah. You know, I've been thinking about fear a lot because it seems like fear is a very healthy thing to have. If a dog Mm -hmm. is running to bite you or if you're going down a dark alley or, you know, if you're on the edge of a cliff, you should be fearful. Fear warns us. But it's when that fear becomes its own little program and that program lives inside us that it's a problem. And I don't know if you've heard this much, but even this week, this guy said to me, I have a very dark place in my head. Mm. It's full of criticism and negative, and I hate to go there, but I find myself going there. Uh, And, you know, that's just, you know, how bad are the negative things that go around your head? And they're there to remind you not to be stupid, because if you do stupid things, you might be rejected and not loved. So I think fear is a good warning of, of being careful. Um, but then it gets twisted 
and and it becomes you are stupid and dumb and ugly and lazy and worthless. Yeah, and, I think I think fear um, is good in the sense that it warns us. It's dangerous when it becomes shame talk over yes, us. Yes, right? but it's a whole dialogue that lives in your head. And see, you know, I'm the guy that says everything's repetitive, everything's noble. <laughs> so you want to know your fears? Guess what? You probably you know, got eight or ten of them, right? Yeah. Nobody likes me. I'm different. If you knew who I was, you wouldn't like me. I'm not good enough. And I never had friends. And you know, you've been counseling for a long time, haven't you? <laughs> or something. But you, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. The yeah. stuff in your head. You didn't make it up today. No, it's it's not like you wake up in the morning a blank slate and go, I wonder yes. what I'm going to be afraid of today. Right. No. And the other thing that people don't realize is there's not ten thousand of those in your head. Right. There's only and, eight or ten. Well, and let's just pause there for a second to acknowledge the good news that that is. That's right. That, listen, you may it may feel at times like you've got a thousand different right. fears, when in reality, if you take if you take the time like we're going to do today to sort of unpack that, you'll realize, well, actually, it's maybe just this one fear that likes to shout five different things at me. You know, does that yes, make sense? Yes, yeah. It's very definable, and it comes from your past. If you were yelled at and called stupid when you were a child, now the fear says, don't be stupid. Why are you stupid? You're always stupid, right? Mm -hmm. Or if nobody had time for you when you were a kid and you couldn't figure out life and it's like, I'm not worth somebody finding me and helping me and I'm not worth anybody's time because nobody took time for me. So I concluded, I'm, so the truth is, you know, you're not worth their time. Don't bother them. You know, they're big, important, and you're nothing, right? If you could write down the eight or ten things that live in your head, you could have a different life. But mm -hmm. most of us don't stop and write yeah. them down and realize, I have six, or I have eight, or I have ten. But I don't have 5,000. And guess what? They don't grow. And you don't generate new fearful thoughts. If you do, it's for the situation. And then when the right. situation's gone, it's over. It's like, man, that was, a, that was a wreck. And we almost collided. And then I got scared. Well, I'm past that now. I'm sailing down the highway laughing and telling my joke. That doesn't live in your head. It's what happened to you early in life when you were confused and people spoke things. And then you interpret them. And now you repeat things that are terrible and they live in your head. So we're talking, uh, we're talking here then more about some of those, those fears that got kind of locked in during development. That's right. That's so, exactly. And if you look at all the ones that torment you, they all got locked in. Yeah. And even those, you wouldn't say, you know, that started when I was 40. You no, know? that's right. That's it's, right. Yeah. yeah, you could tell a story. I got fired because I, I took something home from work and I got fired. I was 40. It's like, okay, get another job. You're 40. You're not You're not yeah. eight. You're not six. Do something different. You're an adult. You have permission. I always say, you got permission. You have car keys. You have a credit card. Go do something. Be an adult. You know, don't sit around and go, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, so anyway, I, I thought I was going to say... I guess I'm trying to be a little more transparent on these shows sometimes. Do you know when I was going bald when I was 26, I had this fear that no girl would marry me. Because, you know, who wants to marry an old bald guy, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> it, it was earlier than that. It was probably about 24 now that I think about it. And, you know, the other thing is growing up, I had no talent. I got no athletic ability. I can't run. I can't jump. I can't dance. 
I have ADD. I can't hardly read. I fumble around. I mean, I got no talent here. I'm in trouble, folks. Uh, and sometimes I feel like, uh, am I smart enough? Mm. Am I good enough? You know, are you going to laugh at me and say, hey, well, that's stupid. Um, and then I'll say one other thing. Then I want you to say some fears and we'll just talk about fears, but that's okay. Sometimes I tell Jonathan before the show starts, you read this paragraph, okay? You read it. Because <clears throat> I have ADD, ADHD, and I get excited. And I start jumping over words. I'm so excited to do it that I start jumping over words. And then I have to go back and slow down. It's like, nah, Jonathan, you read. You don't do what I do. So y'all don't know this, but that's a fear. I don't want to embarrass myself and fumble over words. Mm-hmm. You know, as you were saying that about going bald, I, I it made me think of uh, it was probably good that I didn't have this beard when I met Elaine because <laughs> we may not be married today. So. <laughs> she's not into after, the mountain man after, look. After 25 years, she's like, yeah, well, it's all right. You know, so uh, no, but I think, um, you know, a lot of uh, I think a lot of my fears have always revolved ar- around what other people think of me. Mm. So, um and maybe that's where most people's fears, core fears reside. Because if you think about it, how are these fears developed if they're not developed in your family of origin? Right. And so those are those are relational, right? That's and so right. If it's, what did pe- somebody that was important to me they're say about to me? Love or what did you, they? Right. And so um, I have I've always had an 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 exaggerated sense of needing people to like me. Mm-hmm which is one of the reasons I have such a tremendous love-hate relationship with social media. (laughs) Because it feels so good to get a like (laughs) and so bad to get criticized. You know, it's like, it's just, it's a horrible environment, which is why I have to regularly sort of detox from from social media. But for me, it was always about um, what are the, not only what are the words and gestures that people are are saying or giving to my face. Yeah. But what are they saying when I'm not around? I would uh. get I would I would have fear about like after let's say, you know, let's say you and I bump into each other at church and then on the drive home I might be thinking about, oh no, did I should I have said that because now if he takes it that way, oh my gosh, is he going to be offended by that? <laughs> is he going to be angry at me? Is he, You know, that kind of a thing. Uh, um, and so I've always had a fear of, will will you like me? Mm. Is kind of a big, uh, big fear of mine. So I'm going to like you. <laughs> Thank okay? you. Okay. I received that. And you tell me, and I think you're enough. Yeah, well, I think you, I do think you're enough. Oh, thank you. I received that. So then we can quiet our fears down, right? Yeah. Well, so, that's one thing I was going to say too, and yeah. maybe maybe I'm getting ahead ahead here, is because uh, I know we've talked on other podcasts kind of about core fears and things right. like that, and talking yeah. about that warning system. And I remember from one of those something that you said that was just so helpful for me, and I think it really helped a lot of listeners. Is that man? You know, when we can first of all know what our fears are and actually yes. actually speak them, like say, hey, yes. I'm afraid you won't like me. Yeah. Well, then um, it's then you can almost when when those moments come up, then you can almost have a have an appreciative attitude towards feeling that fear because it's almost like, 
okay, so let's say I have that bump into somebody at, at church and, and I'm kind of having that, are you liking me? And, I, and it can almost be like, oh, thank you, fear. Yes. Right? I'm, I'm afraid right now, but I know what you are. I know what you're saying. And you've given me my warning, and now I can actually ask you to quietly sit in the corner while I have this conversation. And I can do something or not do something. Yeah. But I've been warned. Yeah. Right. And that oh, was huge that for me because great. I think I think a lot of times the feeling in the moment of fear, whatever those core fears are, can be so overwhelming. Yes. That you almost lose like the ability to rationally think. But I think when we have maybe moments like this where somebody can be listening to a podcast and they can be maybe trying to collect their thoughts and listen to what we're saying and and asking themselves, yeah, what are some of my core fears? And then they name one. And say it out loud or write it down or make it a prayer. Well, and when they do that, when they're they're not in the moment of their fear, they now have like a handlebar for later on when that fear comes up. They go, wait a second, but when I was in a rational, calm moment, I named this. Uh, I know what it is. That's good. And I can kind of draw on that and not have to feel like i got to be swept away by this fear in the moment. Right. I sort of think as you're talking about the old limbic early brain and then the prefrontal brain, and it's like when you say it from here, it comes up to here, and and you can use your whole resource. You can use your spirit, right? Because we're spiritual beings, right? We are. We can talk to Abba, and we can say this thing. And it says, "The power of life and death is in your tongues." We mm-hmm. can say it out there, and bring it to the light. You know, it changes it versus it lives back and torments me. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. But I also learned something today. Sometimes I'll say something, and it's all Lucy and you know whatever. <laughs> I'll tell a joke. I was talking to an important woman at church. And I said, yeah, my wife and I fight a lot, you know, and I was just cutting up, you know. And afterward, my wife said, do you think she thought you hit me? Oh, no. (laughs) Well, so that's just an illustration of sometimes I'm sloppy with my words because I don't really, I'm not going to worry about it. Go, oh, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to throw it out there. And if you're healthy, you'll take it. If not, and if it's confused, ask me later, whatever, you know, I'm just going to be me. So... Now, sometimes I'll say something on these podcasts, and then Jonathan, if you notice, will come back and say, well, we don't want anyone to misunderstand. (laughs) You know, he does this thing where he sort of cleans me up and puts boundaries around. He keeps you safe out there. Don't don't think we're giving you permission to go be sloppy people, or or don't think we don't, you know. Yeah, that's That's part of what it's funny, because out of a lot of my fears, if you think about it, it, and and maybe this is getting too much into the weeds or too much of a sidebar. I really think fear, you're right, it's a warning system, but I think typically fear has a lot to do with control. Mm. At least it has in my life. Okay. So for instance, that idea of if something is said a certain way and I can think of 12 different ways that that can be taken, the fear is, because yeah. my fear is, would they misinterpret would they not like me would no, they that's good my my response is how can i control that the damage and minimize so that, it right? so that yeah. it won't be taken that way that's good and you, now i'm not you put say, guardrails on me you know now, i'm not saying that's a healthy response to fear but it's kind of how i've I've, yeah. I've it's it's kind of uh the way i've always responded to and that. it keeps your image good yeah but unfortunately right? sometimes what it does too is it can come across as if i'm trying to to uh, stifle 
no, that's another tr- that's person a good point. in terms it, of yeah. how they listen and how no, they that's hear true. Things. That's a good point. If you go opposite or you bring it down or something, you know, it's and I wish I was out there looking at faces and and you know getting feedback right now about how we do right because yeah. because i just go out there and i throw stuff out there and it's loose and sloppy and it's not clean you know mm-hmm. and then you pick it up and clean up so it doesn't get you know too messy or hanging <laughs> out there and it's like so we're talking about fears and the whole idea of everybody has fears if you bring them to the light you live freer and lighter they don't live in dark places in you. And if you realize they're limited, there's only eight or 10 of them. And they don't have power. They can only repeat themselves. You know, mm-hmm. that person's going to, they're going to think less of you. You know, yeah. they're going to think less of you. Oh, they're going to think less of you. They are going to think less of you. They are going to think less of you. They're going to think <laughs> less of you. I mean, you understand, it doesn't do anything but repeat itself. Right. You know? And, you know, mine is, uh, you know, they think you're not that smart or you're not good enough, you know? They don't think you're very good enough, you know? It's like, well, it's like they just over and over again. And so when you realize they're there, they came from our childhood, uh, they live to, to warn us to don't be stupid, don't do dumb things, don't, don't let that happen to you. You want to be loved now, right? Make sure you're loved. So if we can say them, uh, it's helpful. And I, one of the guys, I just picked up some random statements here that I want us to talk about a few minutes. There are single guys in here and married guys in this, in this, these comments. But a single guy said, I will never be wanted by anyone. Not even God will want me. Mm. Wow. You know, you know if, if your parents didn't want you, think about the guy we talked about on the last show. Nobody wanted him. Nobody liked him. He was a loner. And so why would even God want to mess with him? Yeah. I mean, how powerful is that in terms of of driving out hope? Because think about it. I mean, we we are made for a relationship and if essentially he's saying not only will a this you know a person reject me but god will reject me yeah and that's a that's a dark place you know um and think about how that fear then can control so much of that person's life Mm -hmm. because if that fear is allowed to to not just be a warning but actually be a um, you know, kind of the driving voice right. in his life. Think about the decisions he's going to make about whether or not he's going to uh, pursue a relationship, whether or not he's going to pray, whether, you know, just so oh, many things. It's like yeah. it starts to affect behavior in a really, in, in some ways, if you think about it, if these fears are allowed to be, if I could put it this way, obeyed. Yeah. Think about how that then changes so much about your behavior, your decision-making process. So, for instance, again, thinking about our fears, right? Yeah. If you were to obey your fear that says you are not smart enough, yeah. would, would you keep reading the way that you do? <laughs> or would you keep asking questions the way that you do? Or, no. No, you would probably, you'd wither. Yeah. You'd be, you would actually become an unintelligent man, right? Because you would believe that lie. 
Yeah. And you would hear that Be fear. Stunted and you, if and, yeah. you obeyed that fear, if I obeyed that fear, I'm so afraid of what people think of me. Would I be doing the ministry I'm doing? <laughs> right. I mean, listen, yeah. I already know there's a lot of people that don't like me. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> uh, I think that's another thing that we need to recognize right. is that fear can be a warning. Fear can also try to drive you to obey and control you. Yeah. And we need to recognize, like you said, it does not have power. Yeah. It's just a thought. But... I already know there's a lot of people that don't like me. And then you have to go, but I like me, and God likes me, and that's a pretty good combination. So, all right, the rest of you guys, you can squawk all you want. Right? You have to, because that fear will come up, and should we answer the fear or and push some, the fear? In some ways, uh, I think the way that I'm— I'm a long way from doing this as consistently as I would like, but I think a lot of times when it comes to me trying to know how do I respond to these fears in a better way, yeah. you know, I, when I was younger, I would, let's just put it this way. I would almost, I want almost kind of get in an argument with my fears, okay. like trying to beat them up <laughs> kind of, kind of a little it's bit an in, exhausting and you well, never take them out. Right? Well, I mean, a little bit like what you're saying, like, okay, so let's say, somebody said or did something that made it clear they were not friendly towards me. Um, I would, I, I might get in a place where I would almost be combative in my own mind of like, they don't know me. And you know what? I like me and God like me. I don't care what they almost in a really petty sort of childish way, but not from a peaceful place. Right. No, that and, was and now I'm, I, I mean, I try more now to have more of an empathetic approach to, so let's say if a fear is, is riling up in me because somebody did an unkind thing toward me or basically yeah. said, I don't like what you're doing, you know, instead of just going, either feeling really offended by that yeah. or being crushed by my fear, I might go, I wonder what's going on in their life. Amen. Like they may be Amen. having a bad day, Amen. That's you know, great. We, uh, yeah. and yes, it's true. That person may not even know me, yeah. but does that mean that I need to now have some kind of, uh, antagonistic no. viewpoint towards them. You know? So there, uh, so there's a rule, and it goes like this: whatever you say is all about you. So when someone comes up to you and says, "I don't like you," oh, I see what you're saying. The rule is: whatever you say is all about you. Yeah, maybe there's a little me mixed in here, and so let's say ninety ten. Yeah. Well, I don't like the way you emphasize this and don't emphasize that. Is that about you or me? Oh, that's about you. And I can't believe you spend the money over here and you don't spend the money over there. Is that about me or you? That's you. Yes, sir. So we go right down. Every complaint has is about them. Mm-hmm. So, so when people start complaining, I remind myself, everything you say is really all about you with a little me thrown in. Yeah. Well, you know, I... I I find it interesting if if that could even be applied to kind of the dialogue we have with our fear, you know, almost like, hey, <clears throat> and maybe this is doing too much to personify fear, right? Okay. But in other words, let's say, you know, hey, your fear is telling you you're not enough. Okay. And then, and then you can say, well, wait a second, who's that about me or my fear? <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing your right? job, fear. That is you doing your job. And I, so I, I don't know if that principle no, applies, I but as soon as you it, said I that, I thought, that. why don't you throw good. it back on your fear and say, yeah. like, you're talking say, about yourself. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. But it just helps me with people because yeah. people come in mad and they come in hurt and they come attacking. And I mostly remember, sometimes I get caught up in the moment like everybody else, but but 
this guy, I, I, was, I worked in a planning department at one time, and we used to copy plats, subdivision plats is what they're called. This guy came up, he said, I can't believe you, this, what kind of government agency is this? How incompetent, I mean, he's yelling, and all the secretaries are moving back. And I move up to the counter, he says, I hate government, I hate the way government works. I mean, he just goes on this five-minute rant. And I'm thinking, this is all about you. This is a great show. Man, your volume, your face. I'm just standing there. And then and then after he got off his rant, I said, well, and how can I help you? What can I do for you? Well, this subdivision plot was supposed to be filed, and I can't believe it. I said, let me make you a copy right now. So I just went and got him a copy. And and he just, he he changed. Yeah. Because I did not get opposite him, because I held a neutral, calm place, he matched me yeah. rather than me match him. You know, and I think about this in terms of just even what the even what the proverbs say, right? Mm. A gentle word turns yes. away wrath. Yes, 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 yes. That's and, good. And that may be another thing that's important for us to remember as we're trying to uh, sort of wrestle with our own fears. Yeah, is if we go into f- fight mode. Guess what? The yeah. fear is going to take us down. In other words, we're going to be elevating to that level of intensity. That's right. That's good. If we, like you said, kind of keep that neutral position and say, "Let me, let me, let me be the 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 calm word," yeah, in this situation. What I'm hearing you say is that de-escalates the emotional. And they threw turmoil. all their he threw all his pain out, but I didn't take it in and let it trigger my insecurity and fear. And go, well, you're a jerk. No, you're yeah. a jerk. No, don't tell me I'm a jerk. I don't want anybody to tell me I'm a jerk. It's like, I don't really care. Call me a jerk if you want. If you're having a bad day, go ahead. Just leave when you're done. Yeah. And so I can have my life back, you know? Yeah. So so I hope people are thinking about their fears and realizing we all have them. They start in our youth. They're finite. They're not overwhelming. We can manage our fears much better. And if we'll just turn and pray Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think too. I think something that's really important too is just what you and I have done here. Um, we need friends yeah. along this journey. In other words, I, I think if if you're out there and you're going, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go into my closet. I'm going to kind of like I'm going to look in a mirror, and I, me and my fears, we're gonna you know we're gonna have this out. Well, there may be some benefit to that, but at the end of the day, yeah. at some point. You talked about it. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm-hmm. You can speak things out loud into a mirror, and that can have a certain effect. I think it's going to have a much more powerful effect if you speak those things out with a friend or with yes. a counselor or with a pastor or with somebody that you can say, I need to articulate what has been trying to rent space in my head yeah. and control my life and these two Guys on this podcast said it doesn't have to control me. It doesn't have that kind of power, and I want to be able to change. And I think just speaking those things out, we can start to have conversations. And not fighting against. People yeah. say, well, don't look at it. Uh, it's bad. Or, or call it the devil. You know, right. it's like it's been with me all my life. I remember when I got yelled at and called this, why are you calling it the devil? Oh, it's the devil. It's like when people don't know what they don't yeah. understand well, it's everything's the devil. Ironically, you know? that's a fear in itself. Uh, 
Right? I'm, I'm afraid I don't know what to call this. I'm going to call the devil, right? I mean, so name that fear too. <laughs> so, I, I, so it's important not to fight it. And that was where I came up with the idea of I turned toward and say, hey, fear, good job warning me. Thanks. You can sit back down now. You did your job. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think we can make our fears go away because we can't make our stories go away. Right. We can't make the things that happen to us go away. And that language is connected to a story. But think about, but I think the good news here is that there can be there can be personal emotional growth and spiritual growth along the way. For Absolutely. instance, even just what I shared earlier, you know what? I can recognize now the difference between how I would respond to my fear 20 years ago and how I respond to it now. Guess mm. what? You're right. That fear is still there. But I don't have to respond to it in a petty, immature way anymore mm-hmm. where I think I'm just going to try to punch it in the nose enough and it'll right. go away. Now it can be like, hey, you know what? I wonder what this person is going through in their life. And kind of like you said, the guy at the counter. Okay, once you kind of go through <laughs> your little dance, how can I help you? <laughs> and and that way, I think a little bit of what you're saying here that's so powerful is another another component of fear that's so dangerous is fear – in some ways, wants to make it all about me. Yeah. And you even mentioned it, right? If I'm saying something, it's all about me. And and so if we can kind of sh- shift that and say, fear warned me, I heard it, I'm not going to be overwhelmed by it, and I'm not going to make it all about me, yeah, then I think we can move forward in our lives and not be debilitated by good. those fears. So that's Jonathan's recommendation. I was listening to a podcast, and this person was talking about writing stuff down. So I'd like to give you a challenge. If you're a fearful person, I'd like for seven days for you to write for like 15 minutes and just say, okay, God, I'm going to write my fears and I want you to show up and help me with my fears. Bring them to mind. Let me write them down and just write down anything and everything that comes up so that you can see them, so then you can say them, so you can confess if there's any sin and you can bring it to the light and you can cry out. So learning our systems is critical. Yeah, and one final thing is, you know, we've done a couple of other podcasts on on fear. Uh, and so you can just search back through our archives about, uh, I think one of them was about core fears and some of that kind of stuff. And so hopefully that will be helpful. But if you would like some more help, even just needing somebody to talk to, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to come alongside you in your story and help you unpack your fears and, and live a more uh, confident life in Jesus. Amen. And so thanks for being with us, and we'll see you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.